This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of April 19th. In this episode, I'll discuss five MMWR COVID-19 reports. Two reports show that COVID-19 vaccination was effective in preventing illness among residents and staff in skilled nursing facilities. Another is about post-COVID-19 conditions among adults with COVID-19 who did not require a hospital stay. The fourth highlights how Alaska's testing and quarantine requirements for air travelers may have reduced COVID-19 spread. The last report describes COVID-19 cases among incarcerated people in work release programs. COVID-19 vaccines are critical tools for bringing the pandemic under control. All currently available vaccines have been proven effective at preventing severe illness, hospitalization, and deaths. But no vaccine is 100% effective, and some people who are vaccinated will still get COVID-19. Skilled nursing facilities are settings associated with high risk for disease spread. Residents and staff members are also at higher risk for serious outcomes from COVID-19. Two new reports about COVID-19 among staff members and residents of these facilities found that vaccination was effective in preventing illness. And as expected, these investigations also identified cases of COVID-19 among fully vaccinated people, although people who got vaccinated were less likely to get sick. In a Kentucky skilled nursing facility, vaccination was 87% effective in preventing symptoms. In Chicago skilled nursing facilities, investigators found that among vaccinated residents and staff who got COVID-19, most had no symptoms or mild illness. These findings demonstrate the need to promote vaccination among staff and residents in skilled nursing facilities. They also highlight the importance of ongoing compliance with recommended routine infection prevention and control practices. As of April 19, 2021, over 21 million COVID-19 cases have been reported among U.S. adults. Most of them had mild or moderate disease that did not require hospitalization. The next report is about post-COVID-19 conditions in the months after diagnosis among people who were not hospitalized. CDC and Kaiser Permanente Georgia analyzed data from healthcare visits after a COVID-19 diagnosis. About two out of three patients who didn't require a hospital stay sought medical care one to six months after their diagnosis. More than two-thirds of people who sought medical care received a new primary diagnosis at one or more visits, and a third were evaluated by a specialist they had not seen in the previous 12 months. COVID-19 and symptoms potentially related to COVID-19, including cough, shortness of breath, chest or throat pain, and fatigue, were among the most common diagnoses at new visits. Raising awareness among patients, clinicians, and health systems about common new diagnoses and health needs, including specialist evaluation, after COVID-19 is important to understand the long-term effects of the illness. The next report details how testing programs and post-travel self-quarantine might reduce travel-associated COVID-19 introduction and community spread. 
In June 2020, Alaska initiated a traveler testing program to reduce COVID-19 introduction. Airport testing identified more than 900 infected passengers, or about one person per 400 arriving travelers. The program might have contributed to Alaska's low rate of COVID-19 during the summer by reducing opportunities for travelers to spread infection. Alaska's programs show that testing and quarantine might reduce travel-associated importation and spread. Prevention measures including vaccination, physical distancing, wearing masks, and avoiding gatherings after arrival might also help limit spread. In previous episodes, I discussed the unique challenges that correctional and detention facilities face in controlling COVID-19. The next report describes exposure from work release programs, another unique challenge at some correctional facilities. In work release programs, incarcerated people work at businesses in the community. These programs might pose additional risk to incarcerated people or the people they come in contact with. During July through November 2020, COVID-19 was diagnosed in over 380 people incarcerated in Idaho correctional facilities with work release programs. Two outbreaks were linked to work at food processing plants. Isolating people with COVID-19, identifying and quarantining close contacts, mass testing, and temporarily suspending work release programs helped control outbreaks in these facilities. Implementing public health recommendations for correctional and detention facilities with work release programs can help prevent COVID-19 outbreaks. Vaccination can also help protect incarcerated people from COVID-19, including those participating in work release. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.